What's up, Nana Nation and lovers of the network? This is a special presentation from the Not For 30 podcast. This is John DeNoir, Aaron Chalupa, the boys from Room 103. John records from his lovely abode in Burlington, Ontario, and Aaron Chalupa is somewhere outside of Calgary, Alberta. Hope you guys enjoy this. We uh, we had a little bit of technical error with this. Uh, John's voice, for some reason, a little bit, um, it's a little bit different. You can tell it's a little bit out of tone. Um, there's some background static or something we can get rid of. But we're going to fix that and uh, be up and running better for the next episode or next time we do something like this. With that being said, we've got a lot of cool things coming on. We have uh, Miss Six recording a very emotional podcast. Um, she actually breaks down in it, which is kind of crazy. Uh, she's joined by Sarizzo. That's coming up uh, on the Good 4.30 podcast. I'll be out early next week, as well as Aaron Chalupa and the Awkward Throat Clear return next week with a very cool podcast. Uh, with that being said, we also have one last thing. We are launching a brand new sub-sub-sub series coming up. And I'm very excited. Uh, you guys will... You guys will... Uh, very, very short check it out. Hope all is well and we'll talk to you Yeah, so what did you do last night? Um, last night, I went I went downtown Toronto, and then I had to go run some errands real quick, and I ended up with a friend, and we just chilled out. Um, yeah, it was a fun night. Just chilled, just relaxed. Uh, gave me my, my phone charger with me, so this morning I woke up with 10%. Mm-hmm. So, rookie move on my part. <laughs> <laughs> you always bring your phone along, right? Or your charger along. Shoot, but I don't know. What about yourself? Uh, yeah, I was out with a girlfriend and met up with some one of my fire buddies and his girlfriend, and we went to um, uh, went to the Ironwood. It's a live venue bar, and we saw this band called Cabot Crossing, mm. it's an East Coast Maritime style band. So a lot of traditional like uh, I don't know uh, Stan Rogers kind of music, um, the uh, the Irish Rovers kind of thing like that. Fair enough. Hey, did you send uh, Nathan a, a birthday message? I did. Nice. I'm actually going to go to Jasper here on Monday, so I'm going to run into him. Okay, nice. He's, he's, they're not out uh, They're not on the Caymans yet. Or, not Caymans, Bahamas? Is Bahamas or Caymans they always go to? Caymans, they always go to Caymans. Caymans. Um, no, they're not there right now. They might go there later, or maybe they're... Uh, they, no, they were already there. I think they went in December. Uh, they went with uh, Jake and Taylor, some other friends of mine. Oh, very nice. Yeah. So you watched that video I sent you, eh? That one little while ago. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I forget the title and the name of the guy and all that kind of stuff. Well, but the the company man, I guess his name is the I guess the the YouTube link would be or like the channel name. And then his name's Justin Hunter, whatever like that. I don't know. I I feel like he's he's well spoken almost. Like I feel like he well he's well spoken for hip hop commentary, so to say. You know what I mean? Mm. Yeah, that's why he seems actually a good intellect a good narrator that's why I always find his stuff interesting and stuff so well that's the vibe I was getting when I was uh, watching the video there mainly it was more so just you know it, it seemed like he was really uh, passionate in, like the hip hop culture yeah watched, I watched a few other of his videos too so he's, he's very well spoken yeah very, that's, that's one of the best things guy. yeah you know I watched him as a uh, what was his name again Justin Hunt Justin Hunt yeah not Mike not Mike. <laughs> no, but um, there's a, there's a few things about that like that video. I've watched it a few times. One, I'm a big fan of Kendrick Lamar and that that uh, XXX song. It, I love it. It's uh-huh. very uh, unique. I'm not sure if you ever if you've heard it, but it has Bono in there and you too. And then it, it, the song goes through many things. And then I saw that video a couple months ago, and it's kind of resonated. And one of the biggest things that it resonated for me was. I guess almost the fact that most people don't really know what a millennial is. It's kind of a vague term people kind of use to 
incel people that are a little bit younger than us, but they don't realize yeah, like, that we're millennials ourselves. Well, yeah, yeah. Actually, I always thought the millennials were like um, '90s and up, uh, but uh, I guess it's a little bit earlier than that. So I would, you and I would be considered millennials too. So. Yeah. Um, it's from the 1980s to 2000s, I believe, right? Something like that. I, 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 I searched it up myself, like, um, according to, like, Mer- uh, Merriam-Webster, like, the dictionary, encyclopedia, whatever bullshit, mm-hmm. yeah. is that uh, they define as a person born in the 80s to the 90s, and then Wikipedia says Generation Y demographic cohort following Generation X. So, I guess, late Generation <laughs> X going to Generation Y would be millennials. Mm-hmm. So... You know, I know Anthony doesn't, himself doesn't like to be recognized as a millennial. He's one, too. <laughs> yeah. You know? Um, that video, to me, had a, lot of, had a lot of stand-up points to it about, I guess, almost a little difficulties we, as millennials, kind of go through. That a lot of people are like, oh, 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 we're not millennials. We're, we're not entitled. But uh, I guess we are a bit entitled. But I also blame it on the but, generation we were raised by, though. <laughs> Yeah, 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 and like let's let's also clarify this. Like, the term millennial is also more so um, for like the Western culture people, I would say, or first world countries for sure. Mm-hmm. So like, just like just for like the, the like um, things that are people are kind of critiquing us on and stuff like that. Like, so as um, West Coast, you're just talking about West Coast as oh, no, no, from not like West Coast, Western like Europe. Western mentality. To North well, America, or are you talking about like what? what? Well, that's kind of what I'm kind of trying to get at as well. Um, like Australia, New Zealand, um, North America. Yeah, like it's it's just it's just really funny when I was watching the video, and they're kind of focusing on certain things, um, you know, because we are like the cell phone generation and all this kind of stuff, um, where most people in the United States, Canada, and England, and you know, Western Europe for sure, even Eastern Europe to a point, have a cell phone, but then you go to other countries and maybe cell phones are not so common. True, but and, I've, and I've heard stories where parts of Africa are far more advanced with uh, cell phones and satellite phones than, than we are because the continent is so vast where you have ranges of places with no cell phone uh, towers or whatnot, so they, but they still get some sort of a signal. Don't the quote me on it, but be, I just, the, I've heard about this. <laughs> But that, that's just focusing on the cell phone technology itself, yeah. not the distribution of the phone. Like, you can talk about really good cars, but does everyone have a car? That's true. You that's know? fair. Like, like, yeah, like most people in Japan have a car, unless you live in Tokyo or something like that, and it's all public transportation. But Japan produces some fantastic fantastic cars. So, um, there's, there's, there, you could be really famous for building something, but it doesn't mean that everyone has it. That's true. But I'm also guessing most people who watch these videos wouldn't be uh, <laughs> in the demographic or people that you actually, he's talking about or towards. You know what I mean? Well, I believe that he's more specifically uh, speaking for United States millennials. Yeah. Because he, he brings up a lot of stats on the United States. Um, and obviously we're kind of grouped into that because we share a border with them and our culture's similar. And then, um, you know, it's, it's pretty much the same thing in Australia, New Zealand. And yeah, I was actually, I met some new Europe friends last night. Uh, ironically, they're from, they're from, not ironic, but they're from, they're from Australia. And like, yeah, you know, Kiwis think they're not Australian, but really, they kind of are. And they were laughing about it. I was like, yeah, I guess. I'm like, I don't really think they'd, they'd appreciate that. But then again, I guess we're, Canadians are somewhat like Americans, just a little bit more polite. Like, we're still assholes, but we're just more polite about it. But you can, well, the, you can find assholes everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, you can find assholes for sure everywhere. Like, the big thing that a lot of people like don't want to be associated with the states is that it's like, oh, well, you know, our, we're, we're much more liberal or socially, like, you know, socialist-minded than the United States. I'm not saying that Canada is socialist. I'm just saying we're more socialist-minded than the United States. Um... And obviously there's many, many differences, but the way I've always heard it described, and, you know, it is accurate, is that we're kind of in between United States and Britain, you know? Like, we can have a, a fence that's six feet high and ten meters long. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, 
Yeah, there's, there's, I was watching this 22 Minutes thing with Mark Rich, and he's making fun of Rex Murphy, and he's going through the whole um, thing with, uh, you know, how we're very English-influenced, but at the same time we're very American-influenced because of trade. Um, but we've changed it from Fahrenheit to Celsius. Um, we still go by kilometers, but if you talk to um, a farmer, he goes by miles and quarter sections, and he talks about acres, not hectares. But if you talk to firefighters, we talk about hectares, not acres. So it's a very it kind of like we have an identity crisis in Canada when it comes to measurements and stuff like that. Well, I think I think it's kind of interesting a little bit when you, when you talk about it that way because I know for for swimming wise for like pools and stuff like that, you're like oh what's the temperature outside and people are like oh man you know it's like 21 degrees or it's 25 degrees outside but like, okay well what's the pool at oh it's at 82 it's really nice you like oh sweet nice and warm and you yeah, jump yeah. in but if you ask anybody else those questions it doesn't really make sense in a way <laughs> and I always find yeah, it funny like, to me, like or or we're baking you know you have your you're, you're turning your oven on and you're like oh yeah put it to 450 or 350 you know it's like if you're oh, baking you're, at 450 you're, you're, you're burning whatever you're baking oh well yeah I know but I'm just using this for example <laughs> you know and and um, you know even brewing some people will use a more traditional American way they'll, they'll go Fahrenheit and they'll use bricks instead of Play-Doh um, and Celsius um and then for temperature as well, uh, thermostats. Thermostats are very common to be in Fahrenheit and opposed to degrees Celsius. Yes, yeah, it's, it's true too. I also oh. find them inside the house, also that same pool reference almost for a lot of people. Some people are like, no, I'm going metric and that's it. You can go fuck yourself. But I'm like, oh, well, I have no idea what the hell you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> I, would, I personally would like to, like, if Canada could kind of go towards. Uh, you know, metric, that'd be a lot nicer for me, because, I don't know, like, Fahrenheit, I don't know what that means, like, I have to think in my head, I'm like, 98, well, that's probably close to 40 degrees Celsius, so, right, let's just go with that, um, yeah, I don't know, it's, to me, it's very silly, and, like, how we go with pounds and not kilograms, it's kind of a, a funny thing as well, but I understand why we have it, it's because Americans are our big trade partner, yeah. and just create a lot of headache to convert, uh, you know, the length of, you know, wood and the weight of wood when we ship it over across and whatever else too. So, yeah. But if you look at your driver's license, it's in kilograms. It is. Also, it's in centimeters. So. It's true. Yeah, for height. Anyway, should we get back on the millennial discussion? <laughs> true, we should. <laughs> so, oh, so it's zero degrees Fahrenheit is, no, uh, 32 degrees Fahrenheit is zero degrees Celsius. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, but there's a certain point in... Uh, the negatives when like it's like I think minus I think thirty two is the same or minus forty is the same. Um, I can't remember. Something There's like a that. certain point where we meet with Fahrenheit. Yep. Okay. Or Fahrenheit meets with us. Yeah, yeah. Finally catches up. Yep. <laughs> Ooh, it's actually. Uh, sorry. Anyways, back to millennials. So what did you say about like like you had a you have some arguments about the whole video itself at certain points. Well, yeah, but it, like again, rewatching it and talking with you before we started doing this, it's um, again it is more specified to the American people for the millennial generation. So they talk about war and how. The Afghan war was 15 years long, you know, and then there's the Iraq war that lasted nine years, and both of those combined, and they overlap each other too, uh, for the, the the time period, but uh, 1,800 casualties, 3,500 casualties, in, uh, 1,800 in Af- Afghanistan, and then uh, 3,500 in Iraq, and yeah, anybody, any, any casualties are terrible, but uh, his argument was that the millennials are a tougher generation because they had to deal with war for a longer period of time. It, it, wasn't, um, ju- it wasn't just that. That just stood out to you mostly because he, he, he mentioned a lot of things, though, right? No, no, no. I'm just... <laughs> this, this is just one topic. Yeah. And then we're gonna go, we'll go through it. So this is just one part I brought up, yeah? Yeah. Yeah. So the, the, the thing with the war thing, and even for the states, too, it's... Um, so what I, what I what I was talking like after watching the video and he's saying the whole video with him is that he's saying that the millennial is the toughest generation. 
That's what he believes. That was his statement yeah. at the beginning and the end of the video. Um, you and I don't really support that, but we support certain parts of his arguments. Yeah, that's very true. Yeah. So with this war part, <clears throat> I was arguing against it for sure, even for the United States, because even though it might have been a long time for uh, like a long duration of war, uh, 15 years for the Afghanistan war and 9 years for the Iraq war, and they did overlap in time too. You have 1,800 casualties in the Afghanistan war, you have 3,500 casualties in the Iraq war. Um, you could look at World War II, where you have almost 300,000 um, casualties. You go to Korean War, where you have <clears throat> 34,000 casualties. And then you have the Vietnam War, which is 10 years, and that's 47,000 casualties. So maybe there's a bit more to it than just having a war go on for a long period of time. Because, yeah, sure, you're going to have a long period of time, and you're going to be like, oh, yeah, we're still at war, we're still at war, we're still at war. Well, you could talk about the 300 years war, which lasted more than 300 years, but was there always death and huge battles and uh, all these terrible things happening all the time? I don't think so. It was more like, oh, there's a war again. Oh, we're having a battle, we're having a battle, we're having a battle every couple of years, and it just went on for a while. Um, and that's what, that's what I'm saying, is that if you look at the casualty rate to how long it's been, it's not that, it's not that bad. Whereas you look at Vietnam War, which is almost 10 years, and it's 47,000. To me, that's huge. That's a big impact. And you also have, uh, you know, the vets were hated. They, you know, they come back home and they'd be spit on by protesters. And there's draft dodgers that went up to Canada or Mexico or whatever. And they couldn't go back home until Jimmy Carter made it okay. So that was my argument against the, the whole um, military affecting a generation. Um, I, I wouldn't think that the millennials had the had the worst of it for uh, war uh, really bringing people down. Socially, with the wars, I would, you're, you're correct. But I wouldn't just say that the war is only the impact that he, like, he was focusing on. It is a huge part, and obviously, um, some technology-wise, with, with war has changed a lot too, right? So I think we're not also taking account of that, but we're also... It's, to me, it's very hard to compare the two because obviously, when you're saying that we've had, we're the most educated, but there are a lot of things that stick out. As in toughness, it's also almost how you define toughness. Because well, we're not looking like, at like, our, our living standards now are, 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 are way easier than it was before, to say, right? Like just the, the amenities we have today are, are way more accessible than things were. 30 years ago, 40 years ago, and on and on and on, right? Like, there have been mm -hmm. a lot of advancements within technology. So, death yeah. toll, like with wars now, we're trying, well, you're always trying not to have as many casualties as possible, but at the same mm -hmm. time, there's, we have way more procedures to keep people safe. Like drones, for instance. You didn't have drones in World War One. You didn't have drones in, in Vietnam. You see what I mean? So, there's sure. a lot, lot, yeah. lot more, I wouldn't necessarily war makes a person tough, People who have been to war, I believe they are tough to have that mental strain on them, the like, abuse and that like, the psychology, like, the psychological stuff that happens to them, is is out there. I'm not made. I'm not cut like that. I bet mm -hmm. If I could go out there, or if they did send me out there, I would have to. Have no choice. But, mm. <laughs> but but this is the thing too is that um, like we don't have conscription now, mm -hmm. uh, in, at least in the states and uh, Canada. Like, that's for sure. Um, and then, what else is going to point out there, too? But, but I'm not just focusing on the toughness or, you know, like, I don't, I don't really want to use the word toughness or anything like that. Because you don't, you don't need to be effective. You don't need to be tough when it comes to a war. You're just affected by it no matter what. Like, you have, if you are in a country where there's always a presence of war happening, that's crazy. Like, Canada, we haven't been invaded in many, many years. <laughs> I think the last time we had an actual land invasion... So what, 1812? In, in our country, 1812, most likely, yeah. Unless there was some like little thing that happened that we don't really know about too well. But United States were attacked in Hawaii in World War II. Um, the United States have also been... Uh, they also, well, there's a, and then throughout the Cold War, I guess for Canada, where there was always the fear of the bomb for Canada, but it was more so targeted to the United States. So there are people who have always been you know, living in a, a state of 
fear of invasion or attack or something like that. Even now we're doing that too. So yeah, the argument about, you know, going from 1950 essentially all the way to 1990 in the fear of having a bomb dropped on your country or a major city in your country can be kind of compared to now with North Korea as a threat. Um, and then even before that, it was Iraq and Iran that were kind of a threat too. So um, the degree of how severe it might have been or how possible or plausible it was, I don't know, compared to present day. You know, like If it was more likely the Russians were going to drop a, a, a warhead than the North Koreans, the Iranians, or the Iraqi uh, governments, I don't know. But um, there's always that stress and that burden on the actual public and not just the soldiers or the military um, employed. Yeah. Oh, the way I see it is with with the world, you cannot say that this, the U.S. has only been out there. They always have had allies with them a lot of the times when going in war. So a lot of military, Canadian military is still out there, though, with them within Iraq and Afghanistan doing as much, like I guess, peacekeeping or, or just doing standard little military drills. I'm not exactly sure. Maybe not little is the correct verb for it, but you get what I'm saying. Like, they're always, they, have, they're, they are out there. Same with the British and whatnot. Like, a lot of their allies are still out there. Maybe not so as well, affected yeah, that's, that's as the U.S. with the numbers. NATO, North Atlantic trade. Sorry, pardon me? Sorry, no, continue. Well, there's NATO, so that includes the United States and Canada and a lot of uh, Europe. And then you also have uh, the U.N. So you have like all these different things that we're all co-aligned with. NATO was the big um, group that aligned against the Warsaw Pact. So NATO was more American, um, English, French, all that kind of stuff. And then Warsaw Pact was the Soviet Union and then all its satellite countries. So like you have your alliances and stuff for sure too. But America, they'll go to Iraq if they didn't have the support of you know, uh, Great Britain and they didn't have the support of Iceland and all these other like Morocco and all these other countries. Like we didn't go. Yeah. I think I think Germany went, but only had like a small uh, a small number of soldiers there. Mm-hmm. Norway went to Afghanistan as we went to Af- Afghanistan as well. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so, um, yeah, like, this this is the thing is that uh, when he's just talking about USA, to me it just opens up a broader spectrum of, like, other countries you should be talking about, too, for millennials, but it's, it's we gotta, gotta, gotta kind of got to focus on what he's been talking about the United sure. States, which is kind of funny since we're Canadian. <laughs> but we do carry a larger debt, uh, educational-wise, and just in standard compared to past generations, whether it's due for inflation or just the, the, the ridiculous price of education. I know some countries have a, have a free, uh, not free, well, I wouldn't say necessarily free, but they have a free, a cheaper for education, right? But no, the there same. are countries that have free education. Books you can go all? to school for free. Yeah, Sweden, oh. you can go to school for free. Uh, Denmark, I believe so too. Norway, uh, Slovenia. Mm, where else? I think... Maybe Austria. There's a lot of countries in Europe yeah. that you can go to school for free. I think even Tunisia in North Africa you can. Hmm, nice. Yeah. Um, um, there's there's a there's a documentary on Netflix. Michael Moore did, and it's called "Who Should We Invade Next?" Yeah. And it goes through all these different countries and how they have something nice that America should have, but America doesn't, and how it's better in those countries with that stuff. So they go to France for. Um, the education system, uh, the, the meals they get, like the cafeteria meals they get, and it's much better, it's healthier and all that stuff. They go to Italy for uh, time off. They go to, like, like uh, mandatory time to have off from work. Um, you, they also go to Finland for high school education, elementary education, how that's different between the United States and how Finland has the number one education system in the world. And then they go to Slovenia for uh, free um, free university or post-secondary education. They go to Norway for their um, prison system, how prisoners aren't in cells, you know, in jail cells. They're actually just, like, monitored at a house, and they're just living in rooms, and they can mingle. And they have, they have access to the kitchen. They have access to video games. They can go for a bike ride if they want to town. 
Like, it's crazy stuff like that. People are talking and about there's a, there's a huge population difference. I don't think a lot of people feel safe with uh, John Wayne Gacy going to the store riding a bicycle. I know he's dead, but it's just an example. <laughs> well, like, this is the thing is that uh, I, don't, I don't really focus too much on that part. Um, yeah. But uh, listeners can check it out if they want. It's called Who Should We Invade Next? And yes, there's a different population, but then it also goes into other documentaries that there have been too, why um, America's more focused on fear and, you know, fear-mongering. Okay, we're, we're, we're keep diverging too far from the place, <laughs> but um, I don't know. I, like, like, I, like we said, though, I, I do believe we do hold a lot more debt than past generations, and, and basic things as well to us North Americans at least. Basic things as in the buying a house and looking for a better opportunity to live, and things like pensions and whatnot are are, are almost things that are becoming fossils in our day and age. Because they, they do realize that, like, okay, well, as nice as they were, they're kind of ridiculous, and we're going to grandfather this out. Like, you're, like, if you don't save enough, you might never be able to retire until you're 80, which is crazy. Yeah. Right? When, when you look at the baby boomers and, and the beginning of Generation Y, they have a lot, some of these amenities that they're going to be able to have and use and whatnot, and they're like, okay, you guys, that's it. It's a, too expensive. It's unrealistic. Like we're not gonna raise taxes for these amenities. You just got to figure it out. But we're gonna continue raising them anyways. Mm-hmm. You well, know? you also got to look at. Um, oh, jeez, what I was just gonna say to you. Um, what was I gonna say? Uh, you also got to look at the, the, our lifestyle as millennials too. There's not many of us that are in career positions right now. Like like you and me. How many how many people do we know in Jasper that just kind of live a fun and fancy free life and just travel their entire you know, adult lives. You cannot say people, people don't the, the, do not do that before. I mean, it's... Pardon me? Uh, you can't say people have not done that before because there are a lot of people who have done it before. I think it was just kind of a situation of where... Not population, though. Okay, that's true. No, yeah. Not as many people. Not as many people. More people were focused on family early, you know, get married early, um, have family at a younger age, and then you have to support that family. I would say there's a lot more people in our generation that aren't married that don't have kids and that are kind of just traveling, you know, from either we're living as, you know, I agree with you, living paycheck to paycheck and traveling around and just working as they go. Um, you know, I'm 28 years old. I've traveled almost every year of my life and I've been somewhere besides my hometown, you know, in more of a resort area or somewhere around the world. I know a lot of people, even in their forties and fifties that don't have uh, a spouse, don't have kids. And they're just traveling around, like Europe, Australia. I met lots of guys that are just bumming around. What generation are they? Well, if they were to be 40 <laughs> or 50, they'd be a bit older then. But uh, I, I guarantee that we're still heading in that direction. Yeah, like, we do live much more comfortably than said gen- past generations. That's that, that hands down is the truth. I, I can't argue that. But the fact yeah, is I, that... Like, I would say that... Um, there's like more people. So one of the things I read um, on Facebook, there was a link there, uh, that there are more people that aren't working towards retirement now. They're living their golden years now. Like how there's the the golden years are when you retire and you go um, spend all your retirement, your pension, all that kind of stuff to travel, live a nice life, hang out with your spouse, uh, spoil your grandkids, all that kind of crap. More people are living their golden years between 20 and 40 and traveling while they can, and they're able-bodied to, and they're able to do all these fun things like skydiving and bungee jumping and um, cliff diving and all that kind I'm of stuff. I'm sadly torn between the both, the idea of both. Because oh, me too. Yeah, definitely. I think that's a huge thing for a lot of people. Because when you ask a lot of people who are retired, like, what should I do, or just ask for some insight, they're like, you know what, enjoy your life now. Like, I, I enjoyed most of my life just working away, and then at the tail end, I had to take care of my kids until they were in their mid-twenties or whatever, this, that, and the other, and I'm still semi-supporting them now and supporting myself here. And so just do little things you love, like go see the world or whatnot. Like they have told us, the older generations have told us to do a lot of things. And this is where I kind of, this is my biggest problem when people have issues with millennials, is that we are just doing what we are nature to do, nurtured to do, you know? Like, Enjoy life, enjoy where you're young. There's never been more peace in the world, never been more like security in the world than there has been now. 
Um, they're the ones who ushered in everyone gets a participation trophy rather than like, no, you lost. So there's a certain bit of entitlement that we were taught to have. See, you know what I mean? Yeah, no, like millennials, millennials are me. I'm looking out for me. It's about me. On on the on the, I would say, the the greater part of millennials. Like, yeah, there's a lot of millennials that have families and they're looking out for their family and um, <clears throat> their their kids and their wife or whatever or her husband or whatever. But I think that most millennials are focused on themselves. And they should well, be. I'm you... living for me, I'm living for this. Whereas our older generation, the older generations were maybe, okay, I need to look after my grandparents, uh, I need to look after my parents, I need to look after my family, I need to look after my kids, make sure my kids get an education. You know, I can pay for their education. Where I think most of us, we think it's like, why? Well, I'm going to make sure my kid can pay for their own education. I can barely afford to live. <laughs> like, if you're living in Vancouver, you're, like, a million-dollar house is, like, cheap. <laughs> so how do you pay a mortgage for that and then also put your kids through college? Like, that's, that, a, that's, that's, that's tough, man. Home equity and, loan. Uh, I'm joking. But, pardon me? I said home equity loan. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a ridiculous interest rate. Um, it, but it's true. But the system has been set up for us this way in such a way and I guess the way the system has changed as growing up was is very different you know there's no chance there's a very little chance now and the odds are very small that you get out of high school graduate um, marry your high school sweetheart have a kid and you both settle down with you had the factory job maybe she went to post-secondary to do accounting or something like that and then you both had a decent job. She may work part-time in the family. You bought a $500,000 house, paid it off in 15 years, and you had three kids, and you held them out all up with college and their tuition. Those day, days and age aren't really around that much. You know, like people talk about the low value of raising a kid and the cost of raising a kid, but you don't have two parents at home. You have two parents working to build the home more so now than before, right? Yeah, yeah, like, that's that's the image that we get in our head. We see all the TV shows and stuff like that, and that was the image. It's just like, yeah, marry your high school sweetheart, have yourself a job, uh, go to well, go to school, get yourself a job, start family early, um, have, have, buy a house, settle down, all that kind of stuff. There was some truth or, to it, though. Yeah, yeah, but it's what I think we're starting to turn towards, and I not even what I think, I'm... <laughs> very very certain it is is that we're going into a style where it's like well why do i need to do that you know we're, we're kind of we're kind of a questioning people uh like a lot of people i find too maybe aren't as religious as their parents and saying that maybe they go to church um but are they as devout as our parents or grandparents i would say on a percentage no i think we have more so there's a lot of things that we kind of go against we're also better educated. I'm not going to say that God is fake or Jesus is fake or anything. Go up that far on a limb and get, a, get, get a stone thrown at me. But we're told, well, we, we're, we're told oh, proof in the pudding. Like, mm-hmm. like that's, that's how we were raised. Was, well, we live, in a, we live in an age where we can find anything online. Like, you know, that's, that's the biggest thing is that when you're in a school in the 1950s or 1960s, even the 1970s, you had books and that was all you had was really books 80s were the kind of the start of computers and you could actually like search more and more and more uh but a lot of a lot of books were banned a lot of books were hard to get um and a lot of books might have been very um i don't know maybe taboo is the word to use um but now you can just search all these sites and you can search them you know and you can find answers for yourself uh youtube is a free sharing um a video site where, again, our generation... Can you walk around with an encyclopedia in your pocket, like an electrical encyclopedia? Yeah, yeah exactly, exactly. So you, well, as much disgusting, dark holes there are on the internet, you can also find like, the brightest thing. Like, Yeah, exactly. And like, the big thing is, is that uh, people need to be smart enough to find fact between um, just bullshit articles, to be honest. Like, some of them are just, you know, a glass of red wine equals an hour at the gym? I don't think so. <laughs> that has not been proven. <laughs> no, there's a lot of things that have been proven. There's a lot of things that 
were said to be facts in the oh, in uh, years ago that still don't ring any true, but they're still just traditions. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, for instance, I, last night we had a, I had an argument with people about bumblebees, and everyone's like, "Bumblebees don't sting." I was like, "They do sting, and they can sting you more than once." And like, you're lying. There's mm-hmm. no way bumblebees cannot sting. They don't have a stinger. I was like, "They have a stinger. The bug is smooth." They can sting you, and they're everyone. It's not as bad as a wasp or a hornet, but they can sting you. Yes, they can definitely. sting you, and yeah. people, people are like, nope, you're wrong. We had four people say I was wrong, and then finally someone pulled their phone. Like, you know, what? I'm gonna check this out. They looked it up, and like, holy shit, bumblebees can't sting. I was like, yeah. Well, I was like, mic drop. I was proud of myself, but <laughs> <laughs> it's it's true. Like, no matter what argument you have, someone can just pull the phone out and and look look it up. Yeah, but you also need to find the right ones because there's been time where you know you and I had the argument about B and W, and I heard this one fact about the logo is um, the this... propeller is going through a sky, and I heard that from a movie, mm-hmm. and I thought that was like a well-educated movie, and like you know I, I watch a lot of movies, and like oh okay that's that's cool, and it made sense to me because BMW did make planes in World War II, and I was like okay that makes sense, and then I'm talking with you, and I'm like no I don't think it is I don't think it is <laughs> you know, I was almost certain. But you're a car guy, so I kind of trusted you at the same time, looked it up, found nothing about the logo being from um, uh, Propeller in the, the sky, but in fact it was the colors of the Bavarian region, which yeah. are, you know, like Baron München, uh, which is their uh, soccer team, they have the same pattern, uh, mm. the blue and the white diamonds. Yep. So that's fair, but I was so stubborn, I didn't want to admit to it, and I don't think I ever did admit to you, but you sent me the links and I just ignored them. <laughs> because I knew you were right. But I'm not sure if that's more of a people or um, the way our our generation is, and then everyone else is kind of going along with it too. We're not really taking fact so much, or a lot of fact. We're just taking the parts that support our argument, and we're ignoring everything else. I think that's human nature, though, when you look at uh, anything. You know, you, 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 you listen to what sounds good to you, personally. Mm-hmm. Because, mm-hmm. and it's one of my biggest beef with religion. I have no problem with religious religion itself, but I have a problem with uh, sectors of religion, right? Like, when you look at, to me, when I look at religion or any sort of religion, it's all based off being a better human being, a better, like, doing better yourself and help to like, just be a good human being, essentially, right? All the basic rules of religion are basic human rules. You know, don't don't kill, don't steal, don't harm anybody. Live a live life as yeah, nice as possible, dead. right? <clears throat> but then yeah. you have people who go who dig deep into a hole into whatever book they're, they're reading, and they'll find okay, well, you know what? This book tells me to kill this person and kill these people and kill that person. And these people are bad, and this is bad for you, and this is bad. And they drive it into people, and people are so naive. I feel just simple-minded, I guess, are willing to grasp onto anything. And they're like, that's true. It's, it's the way of the defined power. And to me, that's so oh, annoying. Because why? People should just live. Well, not just that, but like other things, too. Like They'll just pick and choose what they want, and like they want to hate. So, I don't want gay people to marry. It's, it's sinful. Blah, blah, blah. Okay, so you're not gonna, you know, get a tattoo then. That's in the Bible. You don't want to, you know, mark up your skin. Or, oh, you shouldn't touch the flesh of a pig. Or, you can't wear two different um, uh, fabrics at the same time. Can't you wear know, two different fabrics at the same time? God. Well, no, I'm wearing mostly yeah, cotton. Yeah, like, cool. you can wear, like, you can wear, like, <laughs> uh, cotton and polyester. I don't know, you had to say the same, wear the same fabric. So, I don't know, it was, it was kind of bizarre. Um, it, it's just, I find that very, very... Um, you know, funny <laughs> and kind of um, kind of naive and ignorant too, where you only support one thing that you really hate because then you and you quote it from you know your holy documents and you're like, oh, you can't do this because of this, and it's like, well, you can't do this either, and it's like, well, duh, nothing. That's not the point. Yeah, the big exactly. is unholy and it's this, that, and the other, and. They're wrong, and they should certainly be decapitated or whatnot. Yeah, it's like, whoa, exactly. whoa, and, come and on! It's not, and it's not just the and it's not just Christians or Catholicism or anything like that. I mean, I'm not, I'm not just picking on those guys, but it's it's everything. You know, everyone has their thing that they say you can't do, but then they do this, and they just say, oh, it's nothing. And, yeah, it, it, it's hidden behind the the acts of what what not person. Because I remember yes. as a kid, I I asked one of my biggest questions were was about war as a child because. 
you know, like I was raised as a Christian, and, and the first rule, like, thou shall not kill, thou shall not kill, right? Hmm. And I was like, okay, so what about policemen, or, or, or what about if you're in the army, and you have to go to war, and you're killing somebody, you're not going to go to heaven because you're, you're killing people. And, and everyone's like, no, no, that, that doesn't count. I said, why doesn't that count? They're still killing people. Is that not unholy? Well, they're, they're fighting for a good purpose. But I was like, but the people on the other side think they're fighting for a good purpose too. Exactly. So where is, how does God know if they're good people or not, if they're just, if they're murdering each other? It, mm. It's different, John. Like, there's no actual, no one can give me a, like a, a nice, solid answer. Maybe I was a smart kid, I just told a shove eventually about it, but I don't know. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of things I questioned growing up, and it just didn't make sense to me. It was un- very unclear. Like, don't tattoo Most your skin, like but you can <laughs> go to the army and kill people, and that's okay. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's, it's, it's kind of funny. Um, it, when I was a kid, I went to Grace United, which is like a very, very, very relaxed Christian... Um, I forget the word for it, but a group of uh, Christianity. Uh, it's it's very relaxed. Like most of my Sunday school was just watching Veggie Tales, <laughs> which which was I thought very amusing, and it was a good way to teach you not to be a dick. So <laughs> fair enough. I used to call Veggie Tales getting stoned with my buddies on the and lying on a, like sitting on a couch <laughs> and watching TV because you're all sitting there like your vegetable paralyzed in paralysis and. <laughs> See, see, what you just did there is uh, against the Bible. You know, uh, he that lay with another man shall be stoned. So First off, I didn't lay there. Uh, well, <laughs> <laughs> right? there, was, there was, we weren't taking advantage of each other. Well, not advantage, we weren't no, 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 but if you just put that, if, if you just the words, you're laying with yeah. the other dude and you're getting stoned. <laughs> uh, but yeah, yeah, yeah. So I don't know. Like, I, I find that we're questioning more things and... Uh, we're doing more research and we're diving into more, um, you know, we're going down the rabbit hole we're checking out more videos. We have all this information coming to us and we have a lot of creative people out there that are creating, um, you know, writing articles that are creating videos, documentaries, um, you know, music even. Music's a huge one because um, they used to ban a lot of music uh, during the, the 60s and 70s on the radio. You couldn't play it. Um, and nowadays, we can usually play anything on the radio, whether it be satellite radio or just, you know. Okay, one thing I do have to say, though, we are probably the most upfront and perverted generation there is. Oh, God, yes. (laughs) And I blame it on computers completely. Oh, yeah, no, definitely, definitely. But, I mean... Thank you to the other generations that, you know, helped us become to this level of, of acceptance and raw, grotesque things that we see. Like, some, some of the stuff I love, I'm not going to lie. But some of the stuff is just too much for me. But I don't know. Uh, I guess back to the topic at hand. Um, what were other points he, he put out? There's more, there have been more entrepreneurs. Like, more people in our generations have two jobs. More people in our generations are, are going towards trying to better their lives that there's more entrepreneurs now and, and there is a large work ethic within millennials that does go unseen we're also probably more vocal than we probably should be I think yeah I think we're just kind of like well I don't know um, I think Canada and the United States could do a lot better jobs at protesting like you see um, other places in the world like South America Africa um, Asia <laughs> Uh, Europe, where people are just protesting about the smallest little things. Like, they had protests um, because they were getting charged for... What were they getting charged for for cell phones? Uh, Roaming charges. They were getting roaming charges, and they had protests throughout the continent of Europe. Mm. Of roaming charges. Can you imagine if we protested in Canada about mobile data charges or oh, just yeah. cell phone or just but, cell phone like uh monthly bills kind of thing like that like the biggest problem i would say with with north with the north american generation with, with stuff like that is that when people protest about something they don't protest for one thing they protest about like a million things at once so the main focus point at hand gets overshadowed by a million things that shouldn't be protest at this point and that's what I told people. Mm-hmm. If, if you protest, protest one thing at a time and go down your list and try to knock them off. Mm-hmm. Like, if you're going to go yeah. down saying that 
Black Lives Matter, then that gets over protest by all lives matter, that gets protest about from the alt right. Like if everyone put their hands and energy together, like, okay, you know what? If we all protest that gay marriages should be our main focus, boom, police violence, police brutality needs totally. to be, be fixed. Boom. If that's what we could concentrate our energy in North America and take one step at take one issue at a time, things would get done more productively. Instead of yeah, please be able to continue? I was going to say, I agree, because uh, also if you start getting a long list of everything you're protesting, like, oh, we're going to protest this, 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 maybe you lose, you know, three-quarters of the people that would support you on the, the first thing you're going to protest. Because yeah. everyone's not going to agree with everything else. And, you know, like, all right, well, we're going to protest for gay rights. We're going to protest for uh, Black Lives Matter. We're going to protest for, um, oh, God, I don't know, cell phone bills. We're going to protest for airline doing this or whatever. Tuition like fees. Yeah, yeah. And so you do the first one. And maybe the people who are, you know, like you're also arguing tuition fees, uh, they don't agree. So they're going to leave. So focus on one thing, protest that one thing, and then maybe reschedule uh, for the second thing, third thing, fourth thing at separate times throughout the year. Yeah, just, it, 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 to get people to get organized that much is be a fucking headache, but it would be much more mm-hmm. productive. Because even trying to get my own friends together on a subject to, to do something like, okay, this is what we're going to plan to do, and this is what we're, this is what we need to get it done by. And everyone's like, yeah, yeah, no problem, no problem, no problem, no problem. Okay, uh, time to ante up, or just time to get together. And everyone's like, ooh, I don't know, man. I was thinking we do this instead. Like, why didn't you say that earlier on? We could have changed everything around. Like, why aren't we just vocal about it? Why are you being a dickhead? <laughs> how many months, how many weeks? There's a great South Park episode. <laughs> There's a great South Park episode where um, Chef wants to protest uh, the South Park flag. Yep. And he tries to get everyone to protest with him, but everyone's busy on uh, one day. And it's like, oh, I'm busy Tuesday. Okay, we'll do it Wednesday. Oh, Wednesday's no good for me. All right, Thursday. What are we <laughs> protesting? Oh, against the South Park flag. Oh, no, no I don't want to protest that. <laughs> <laughs> so it's very much like society. I think South, South Park itself does a good job mediating a lot of issues within North America itself or oh. just pop culture. My, my favorite show, and it's probably the smartest show on TV by far, I yeah. would say. One of them, for sure. Um, oh, what else were we going to talk about there? I was, I was going to throw something else there, too, but I was just like, oh, I'll just head back and let John take the reins here. Um, oh, well, you, yeah, yeah, I think that's a problem. What's that? I said, you said John takes the reins here. And I said, you yeah, I think that's a problem. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> I just... It's so bad because I have my pen and paper here, but then I think about something, but I want to listen to you at the same time, so I try to write it down, but then I'm like, oh, well, I need to focus on what you're saying, so and then I just forget to write it down <laughs> to remember later on. Um, oh, oh, yeah, like, I, w- I would say it's fun. It's, this, is, this is very ironic. Um, other generations will help um, the future generation get to where they're going to go, but they kind of resent that future generation as soon as that generation is established, you know? So we have the previous generation that's kind of hating on us right now because everything's so easy for us in a sense. You know, like I use air quotes for easy. Um, You know, we have everything at our fingertips. We have the cell phones and everything. But when they were our age or younger, it was a little bit harder for them, but they paved the way for us and they resent us. Oh, you got this and this and this, blah, 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 and all this kind of stuff. Like even my parents, they tell me how easy I have it. I'm like, oh, you guys had it pretty easy too. Like you got out of high school and got paid crazy amount of money and a house cost like $30,000. Yeah. <laughs> or maybe, maybe $100,000 for a really nice place. And then you get our generation and it's just like, oh, okay, yeah, sweet. Well, the previous gen, oh, and you know what? Also the previous generation does screw us over a lot of times too. Like, um, uh, the economic crisis in the 2000s yep. in the States. Like, that was definitely not us screwing that up. <laughs> but it really screwed us over for ever owning a home and really, like, hurt the market and the economy for a lot of countries. It did. And I think one of the crazy things, too, is that it's sure inflation in the rate, but I remember telling my dad, I'm like, hey, man, I got, hey, I got a new job or whatever, and so, well, great. You know, this is really good to hear, Jonathan. Like, uh, how much are you getting paid? And I was like, I tell him the, I tell him the rate. He's like, oh, man, I remember when I first came to Canada and I got a job doing this for my career, and I got paid seven-something an hour. And I was like, yeah, man, so how much could you buy for $7? Yeah. I was like, I cannot. I can't go to McDonald's anymore and buy, <laughs> and 
buy a meal over seven dollars. Well, I, I guess I came with that new deal, but there's so much more that you could. Money went further. No, nothing in edible. Ways. Nothing edible. Yeah, <laughs> and nothing substantial to fill my belly. It's like, okay, that was a nice snack. That was a good yeah. treat. You know. Um, yeah. Exactly. There's, there's not. Well, not a lot of is affordable. Like, I look back at like my stepdad collects. Uh, is big into the automotive industry, so he used to collect things. I used to look at old mm-hmm. car brochures, and I saw like this beautiful 1968, no, 1969 uh, Camaro, uh, and it was it was like thirty two hundred dollars, so three thousand two hundred dollars. That's how much this car cost. I was like, man, what a freaking sweet deal! I mean, that would take me probably like a month to to buy, and then you go online and look at it. <laughs> And it's a new car doesn't even cost that much. It costs way more. Like, oh fuck, mm-hmm. that, that's a half a year's worth of work to just walk in and buy. That's not possible. Like, sure, some jobs can. I'm not saying every everyone's job, but it's a lot of fucking money just to buy a decent car these days. Like, the United States, yeah, like not even brand new, but yeah. like used for like two years. <laughs> it's it's ridiculous. And the amount of work. So, yeah, I do get paid way more than my dad did when he first started his career. But at the same time, <laughs> it'll take me three times, four times as long to get to my goals that he well, exactly, accomplished. Because everything was, everything was a lower price back then. Like, the, the, the dollar is going up, you know, or the, the, the dollar is, you know, more valuable, I would say. Like the you can see going down, though. Your paycheck. But, yeah, exactly. Everything's going up with it. <laughs> With it, yeah. It's like okay, you got paid a dollar more. Like oh, I got paid. You know, like my dad. Like oh, I got paid a dollar fifty my first job. Yeah, but you could buy everything for a dollar (laughs) fifty. You could buy a hamburger and a pop and fries for thirty cents. And then he he'd brag about that too. And it's just like, well, you're just contradicting yourself there, old man. (laughs) Yeah, you see This is ridiculous. Back in my day, it used to cost me a nickel for a for a Coca Cola. It cost two dollars at the store. This is bullshit. You like. Yeah, welcome yeah, to my everyday yeah, exactly. life. <laughs> so, I don't know, there's, there's a lot of things that got, 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 get lost in translation. Like, with, prime example for us, I remember you could buy gum for, like, what was it, 50 cents or 75 cents? Like, I remember the uh, Juicy Fruit? Yeah. Like, the five sticks or whatever, and it cost, like, 50 cents or something stupid like that. And nowadays, it's, like, almost a buck. Yeah, like, no more. And then, and, then, and then Excel, or whatever, those regular packs of gum, those are costing two bucks almost. Yeah, but that's because we're getting paid more, too. So, so uh, it's it's kind of ridiculous. It's only mm-hmm. gonna get, it's only gonna get worse, and mm-hmm. people, you know, millennials can't hold down jobs only every couple of years. And I thought about it. And I go like, when I work, there's not a lot of decent. There's not a lot of jobs with, that offer you a lot of amenities as it does did back then. It seems like you know what I mean. Like the idea of going to a mm-hmm. job, getting a pension, and be able to retire. 55, 60, 65 because you've worked the last 30 years and you got annual raises and you got benefits this, that, and the other, X, Y, Z and a continuation of growth within the, the, it just doesn't happen so now you go to a job and it's like, okay, well you take out for CPP, which is the Canadian Pension Plan, which is government which is government provided for people who live outside of Canada but you go in, you get all your dedu- your tax deductions, and then you look at yourself, and you have to start your own retirement plan and whatnot, and you keep going. You're like, well, man, this job just isn't giving me enough of my opportunity for my goal. So you find another job that gives you, I don't know, a hairline fracture more, and you keep finding jobs that way until you kind of get to your goal. It looks terrible at the bank, but at the same time, that's kind of the way millennials have to function nowadays because we don't have, mm-hmm. there's not many companies that have that many amenities or benefits to working there for the long term. You see what? Well, then you got the people, and like a really um, recent article um, from, or recent uh, happening in Canada, uh, minimum wage went up, and the you know the big wigs of Tim Hortons are taking away benefits from their employees because they're getting you know the new minimum wage now, which is much higher than before. So they take away their benefits. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> some people are only going to that job to get the benefits. You know, you get a lot of people that are new to Canada that don't have the education or anything and they want a job and they want to be able to take care of their families. So they take a job like a Tim Hortons and for mainly the benefits. And now they get the the, uh, the wage bump, which is awesome, but then they take the benefits away. It's like, yeah, you're taking one step forward and three steps back. 
it, it just doesn't make sense to me personally, but I, I understand the ideology behind minimum wage going up. And you look at a system like Australia where it seems that it has worked out. I don't know. I haven't lived in Australia, but from what I've been told from Australians is that their system seems to work where working for minimum wage, life is affordable. But it doesn't seem to be that way in Canada. It seems like every time they do raise minimum wage, things go backwards a little bit more. And I have a lot mm-hmm. of coworkers and colleagues complaining. And I'm just like, man, I don't, I don't know what to tell you guys. But it's the reality. If you guys aren't going to actually get together and, and try to fight for yourselves or just go sit here and complain, I really can't tell you. If you don't like it, do the best you can to find yourself a better job or create more of a cushion for mm-hmm. yourself. That's what I'm trying to do. That's why I'm working my ass well, off. Well, in Australia, I can tell you for a fact, I was there for six months and I worked in the service industry. You don't get tipped. But I got paid 22 bucks an hour. Beautiful. <laughs> and that was, guar- that was guaranteed. That was guaranteed. I'm not relying on you know people tipping me to make sure I can pay my bills, to fill up my gas tank in my car, um, to feed myself. You know, I'm getting paid 22 bucks an hour as a starting bartender with no experience. How about that? <laughs> that was that was all right for me. If I would have stayed longer, I probably would have got some benefits. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, I was all right with that. That, to me, was a really What's good the cost? What would the cost of housing? Um, I couldn't really tell you because I wasn't in that market, right? Like, yeah, yeah, sure. I talked to a few friends, and also, mind you, this would have been back in um, two thousand and ten, two thousand nine. Okay, so but, you know, something and, that and I like to do. New Zealand didn't get affected. Uh, they didn't get affected. Australia, New Zealand, they didn't get affected by the uh, the economic crisis in the United they States. Did, but probably not as bad though. No, they didn't. No, no, not at all. No, <laughs> like, really. Like if they did, it was so little because. Um, their dollar didn't move at all, but the American and the Aust- sorry, the American and Canadian dollar crashed down amongst other uh, currencies, and the New Zealand and Australian dollar stayed pretty much put. It was the closest that the Australian and the New Zealand dollar have been to the American dollar ever, because they basically didn't move, and the American dollar and every other currency crashed down huge. So That's when I crazy. went there. When I went there, my dollar didn't stretch as far. Like, it would have stretched a crazy amount. Like, Canadian, like one Canadian dollar at the time um, would have been around 92 cents Australian. If I would have went, you know, three years before, it would have been more like 80 cents. Okay. Yeah, so that would have been really handy for me. But they just shot right up. Um, and the New Zealand dollar, I think, was like 68 cents or something like that. They shoot up, so, or did we come down and they went up a little bit? I think they went up a little bit. Maybe they dipped a little bit too, but we crashed down. <laughs> that was the big thing for us. Um, yeah, <laughs> ipso facto. I don't know. Uh, but yeah, yeah, I can tell you that at that time, the New Zealand market was all right, and their housing pre- the, the housing prices probably were standard for them. If not, maybe went up a little bit because they did get affected. I'm not. I can't. I'm just going hearsay. I can't confirm, but um, it seemed like everyone could afford their places pretty well especially new zealand that's good to hear like that's that's something that i wish we had more implemented in rent wasn't terrible either so all right how long have you been recording here um let me second here uh almost an hour i'm at 56 minutes uh closing in 57 all right i guess i guess we should wrap this oh oh my god what I do? I messed up. Oh, there we go. Um, <laughs> I guess we should wrap this up. And, like, it's been a great time. We should do this again, most definitely. Yeah, no, totally. Um, I would just like to go closing note. I don't think I would agree with the guys saying that our generation is the toughest or the most hard done by. But I would say that we have a lot of hardships that other generations have not experienced. And we are going through other things as well that they've never seen either. Like, just for example, like I don't want to get into a whole other thing, but like say like cyberbullying and um, identity theft um, to the point where it's very convincing. Like back in the day, you just have to steal the guy's wallet and then try to convince, but it was so hard to do that as well. But, you know, on computer, you can get a lot of things taken from you pretty quickly. So, um, yeah, we have our hardships that are, that are, you know, our grandparents or parents even haven't really gone through. So, thank you. Everyone just needs to understand that everyone has their own problems and that uh, one people aren't really weaker or tougher than another one. We just go through different hardships and uh, ease differently.
Yeah, very true. Um, I don't think I have a closing statement. <laughs> Worked out like you did. <laughs> I I don't know. I, I'm kind of on the board. I lean. I kind of agree with him more so than you do. I'm just saying toughest. I think there's definitely, like you said, different. Every generation goes through their own things. I do think that there's a lot of things that are uh, wrongly accused of millennials in our generation that don't really go foreseen. Like, there hasn't been... We're probably the most understanding generation there is, and I do think we're one of the hardest working generations there is. Um, how are you going to say we work hard? is definitely different from how they worked hard 40 years ago, and it's also definitely different how they, how they worked hard 100 years ago. You, you see what mm-hmm. I mean? You're not really using a, a cow anymore to, to plow a field. You're using a tractor. Mm-hmm. Um, physical toughness, I would say we're definitely one of the weakest. <laughs> Maybe <laughs> mentally tough. I think we're a little bit more understanding. We also have more amenities to help. Like, science has brought us so far forward, totally. which is ridiculous. Not ridiculous, but it's just unfathomable how far we've come with, it, with technology and just understanding human bodies and everything the last hundred years so yeah man our life expectancy is longer so I do agree halfly with them well I was going to say too when you're talking about entrepreneurs uh, that was another thing I forgot to mention there too um, I love how we're stepping away from really like I, 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 a lot of people might argue with me but it seems like we're stopping away from a lot of big business and there's a lot of people challenging big businesses now with more local um and uh, craft businesses like you look at Budweiser, um, Miller, Molson, all those kind of guys. Back in the '80s and early '90s, they were the kings, and now they're getting really pushed against. Sure, they're still making billions of dollars, but you have a lot of entrepreneurs, craft industry breweries all over the place. You have a lot of craft um, or small business uh, clothing apparel's, um, uh, clothing apparel companies, all that kind of stuff. So I really enjoy seeing those locally, um, you know, bomb and pop shop kind of things. I think we're more... You're, seeing, you're definitely seeing more of that. I think we're more nostalgic in oh. a way than <laughs> yeah, any yeah. other generation. Well, us millennials are attached to the hipsters, so... Like, I, I, I love finals. <laughs> oh, man, like, I, I wouldn't... Anybody that says they don't, they just don't want to be associated with the hipsters. I really think finals are cool, man. I would love to get myself a... Um, you know, a record, a record player, a turntable kind of thing, and just... Um, I've, I've been collecting a few vinyls. vinyls myself lately. <laughs> I don't have one. I don't have a, a record player yet, but I'd love to get one. And I, I, th- I just think it'd be really cool. Yeah. Like, the artwork, they have such a larger campus to do some great art. Yep. And, I don't know, it just sounds better. Sounds better. It's actually tactile. Like, when you take a record out of the, the case and you put it down, you, you start spinning it. It's, it's more... It's more tactile, I guess. It just feels more authentic than sitting there going on songs up. But, like, we have so much... Boy, way much more way to stream music and whatnot on a platform but I still love actually physically owning a piece of music and artwork makes it more real to me oh I buy lots of CDs I buy lots of CDs yeah. Isaac um, Isaac Van used to make fun of me all the time having yeah. CDs and, uh, and a minivan he's like <laughs> what are you like an axe murder or something ha ha <laughs> <laughs> anyways let's wrap this bitch well, up just like CDs man you gotta support local you know like small small music man <laughs> alright man well, this was great. It was fun. So, what's, what's this going under? Is this uh, is this awkward throat player? Is this going deep or what? I think it was just those. I was chopping it up. <laughs> Fair enough, man. That way, it's not it's not it's not like really a brand. Well, maybe it's a brand in itself that we might do like once a month or something. Just come together with, with a topic, bring somebody else. And I don't know. We'll see what happens. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah, if possible, I'd love to join you guys on the Bubbling Canucks if you wanted to. Yeah, I'd love, I'd love that chance. I'm about to record more, and uh, we'll see what happens. Have you I'm and Jess been recording a lot? I've been trying to. My schedule is super hectic and busy. Um, I guess mm, Jesse, Jesse, yeah, yeah, yeah. Jesse's has uh, has some technical difficulties with his phone right now, and he and he's busy himself. So we'll definitely oh, see yeah, what happens. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah you don't have oh, to move anything. I just you know, but, this, uh, this promise from the from the your the Bubbling Canucks. Podcast. Yeah. And we do have a schedule. <laughs> I have I said that I set a schedule and I have done a lot of work. <laughs> work. And I have my own we fucking made the schedule. Whether I have, we're following it or not. I have my own fucking <laughs> studio here. I just wanted to get some people here to record. Like, God damn. That's fair, man. I'm just busting your balls. 
Maybe you should fly out from uh, Alberta over here and come, come down. I'd love to have you in the studio, chop it up. You can play some music. We got a little drum set kicking here. We got guitars on the wall. We have a mixer. We got mics. Oh. Fuck, man. We got a whole studio I'll bring my mandolin. Do it. I got plug ups for it, man. I'll be a minstrel. All right. <laughs> I'll be a minstrel. All right. Well, thanks, buddy. No problem. Uh, talk to you soon, man. Good. It's always good. I guess, how do we sign up? Yeah. This is Choppy up with uh, Aaron and John. <laughs> this is, this is uh, two guys just talking, and we forgot that we're talking to listeners as well. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All, All right. Thanks for listening, guys. Take care, everyone. Uh, I just stopped.